1: Welcome to the latest edition of The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. Every year, I love to have some of my favorite artists back on my show. My latest guest is someone you will all know and love. I love having him on the show a couple times per year and have for years. I'd like to call him the Hall of Famer. Let's welcome John Oates to the show.
0: Hey, Steve. It's great to talk to you again, man. Uh, You know, we're... We're uh, we're put, trying to put 2020 in the rearview mirror, and um, maybe this is a good omen, man. We can kick off the new year uh, with some positive vibes.
1: Hey, your Christmas song plus your live from Nashville is a way to spend 2020, if you ask me.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Well, it's a good way to close it out. How about that? Yeah,
1: it is. It is because I heard the Christmas song. Put it up the right away on the show. Little Mel Torme, little Nat King Cole, and there you are. Now, correct me if I'm wrong it's got kind of a rhythm and blues taste to it.
0: Well, I'm always I'm always injecting a little bit of the blues into something or another, you know, it's a it's kind of uh you know, I try to make it a little bit of my own. That that song has been recorded so many times. Sure. It's such a sure. an amazing, beautifully complicated simple song, you know. I say that in a strange way, but it's complicated. <laughs> the chords are complicated, but it's beautifully simple. Uh and uh you know, I I actually the reason I did it was because I wanted to send a musical Christmas card to some friends. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm kind of over the paper Christmas card concept. Sure, sure. And uh, I thought, hey, I'll make a little de- home demo on my on my laptop on GarageBand and play all the instruments and send it out to my friends as a little uh, Christmas card. And uh, I sent it to uh, one of my best friends, uh, a guy who's the president of Warner Nashville, Mm -hmm. John Esposito, who's an amazing music ear and also um, loves Christmas. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he came back to me and he said, said, dude, that's my favorite version next to Frank Sinatra. I went, really? I said, okay, well, that's high praise coming from you. (laughs) He goes, you ought to put it out. And so I said, you know what? Let's take it to another level. And I decided to put it out.
1: So hold on. You said that you played all the instruments?
0: Well, yeah, I mean I did it I did it on my laptop. I played three or four guitar parts. I did an upright bass on a key, you know, I sampled it and did it on a keyboard and I programmed the drums and that's all that's on the song. There's nothing. I mean, it's just as simple as it gets. It's bass, guitar and and drums.
1: To me that sounds pretty complicated. It's <laughs> got to be complicated. Seriously,
0: basic rhythm section, man, with with a little tinkly, bell-like piano in the background.
1: That I heard. I did hear that, and I thought to myself, he's got to have someone else in the studio, considering how everything is being done now. I figured you had a whole group of musicians.
0: Well, you know, under normal circumstances, I'd love to be in the studio in Nashville with these incredible, world-class musicians. But, you know, we're, we're in COVID, and I'm sitting at home, and left to my own devices and now doing
1: it, doing it myself. Left to your own devices. I imagine you sitting there making sourdough bread of some sort. Maybe that's what you're doing. I got some
0: sourdough bread. I didn't make it, but I got some.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So with this process of recording this song, so let's take it back to the studios on how you would do it with, with Daryl and yourself. So what was different or what was still the same recording this song?
0: Well, you know, if, if, if I would do, were to do this song in the studio, um, I would, you know, get a, a rhythm section. You know, a drummer, sure. a bass player, sure. probably a keyboard player, and you know, probably myself on guitar. And we'd, uh, you know, we'd work out the arrangement, you know, and, and usually in the control room. Uh, you know, kind of work it out in a rough way. The guys would take notes or, you know, mm-hmm. write their own chord charts or whatever that is. they, you know, needed to get through the song. And then we'd go out and play it. And we'd uh, play it a few times until, until it felt really good. And, and that would be it. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the basic way of cutting a live track in okay. very Nashville style. But, you know, when I'm at home, I've got my, um, I've got my laptop with, uh, you know, a couple, you know, a little keyboard and I've got my guitars and, you know i just kind of program things and uh you know it's i kind of that's basically the way most pop music is made these days anyway uh but i did it in a little bit more organic kind mm-hmm. of hybrid between the computer, and actually playing the instruments.
1: So how hard were you on the drummer and the bassist during the recordings?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hard on the drummer. I'm always hard on drummers. Uh, it's one of my, one of my problems <laughs> in life. But uh, no, seriously, um, you know, I, had a, I just programmed a very, very simple drum beat, and it's as simple as simple can be, you know. Um, I found a sample of a jazz drum kit, you know, very soft, kind of brushy kind of thing. And I just came up with a groove and put it down and then played the bass over top of it. Picked an upright bass, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to keep it as traditional as possible.
1: So how many takes did it take to get this all done?
0: (laughs) It took took a few hours, maybe two hours, something like that.
1: Oh, that's nothing. I was expecting you being the perfectionist that this would have taken, you know, two weeks to get this done.
0: Ah, No, no way, man. I'm pretty fast, and uh, you know. And also, you have to remember, I've got the computer to help me.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> if only a computer could help me. Some days. That's right. All right. So let's look at this song and everything else that you know, that you've done. So here is a probably a very difficult question. Give me the core things of a hit song. Like what would it be?
0: You mean are you telling? Are you are you asking for the secret to a hit?
1: Well, shh, no one needs to know. It's just yeah. you and me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's a question I can't answer uh I can give you my 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 crackpot theory if that's
1: what okay that'll work that'll work it's got to be like it's certain chords that say, hey, this is a happy song, this will not be a happy song well
0: years years ago I remember uh, you know a kind of an old rock and roll songwriter from the old Philadelphia cameo Parkway days a guy who worked with Chubby Checker and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Dovells and people like that He said, just put the word magic in a song and it's a, it'll be a hit <laughs> <Magic>. <laughs> I don't know if he was right or not, but there have been tons of songs with the word magic in it. Um, but I don't know. You know you know what it is? It's, it's creating this, this connection between what people are thinking about and feeling and somehow articulating it mm-hmm. for them. That's, that's what songwriters do. They, they, they pull something out of the air, and somehow, if they're lucky and if the time is right and everything falls into place, it connects with how people are thinking and feeling and somehow they relate to it and and make it their own
1: hmm. that still sounds kind of hard to me very very hard and that's why i'm not a musician although
0: steve, I, steve if it was easy everyone would do it
1: isn't that the truth now i'm trying to teach myself how to play guitar right now okay so right. i just can't get that pinky to move and i've got one dislocated finger that i just can't get to move right either so it's you, like, you it's,
0: didn't you didn't you didn't uh, you didn't buy that uh that Guitar course by that guy at late night TV with the black hat.
1: <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I thought about it, but I didn't. You know, where you you attach it to your, your the frets and stuff, so then you know what chords are. It's like, oh.
0: <laughs> well, I, it takes a little time, but stick with it, man. It's worth
1: it. I will. You know, I just can't. It's just like that damn pinky. I'm like, would you just move <laughs> just once?
0: C- certain fingers just don't want to go in the right, <laughs> move in the right direction. They I don't. don't.
1: There's a reason why I'm on the radio and not singing songs like you. Not like I could sing. But anything
0: That's like that? Funny, man. So
1: it is, but I'm trying. It's it's. What else do we do with our time? Although I've been busier than ever. Got to do what we do, right? And I would think, you know, talking about pop songs, I saw you post about um, songs at a billion streams. I can't even think that high.
0: You know, it's it's crazy. Um, when I, when I got that that information, that it came from Sony, um, mm-hmm. who now is is our kind of record label so to speak um when they announced that you make my dreams come true had reached a billion streams we did some math and it was something crazy like it could play consecutively for something like three thousand years or something really off the wall it was so absurd that i couldn't even process it um so I, i don't know i don't know what to say about that
1: and then if you think needle drops, there I am at aging myself. The needle drops that we had to keep um track of over the years are in the millions. I yeah. I just I, I can't I, think of the numbers, man.
0: Well, now that streaming has happened, you know, the number the the concept of numbers and and the concept of of how how songs are are heard and played and and you know downloaded. You know, it used to be kind of we used to look at, you know, the United States or, you know, you'd look a little bit at England or maybe a little bit in Europe as, mm-hmm. as you know, kind of the bellwether of, of you know, kind of how, how your song was being, you know, bought or perceived or, or, you know, how popular it was. But now it's the entire universe I and mean, this entire world. I mean, for all I know, it could be freaking outer space. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just the whole world. I mean, I get all these reports from Russia, how we're really popular in Russia. I had no idea, to be honest with you.
1: Yep. Russia, Germany—they um, are having an '80s invasion right now. So all your videos are playing, John. So.
0: Oh yeah, I believe me. Uh, the '80s is firmly firmly entrenched in the in the next generation's uh, musical DNA.
1: And even mullets are back. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> That's good. So uh, your your heavy mustache that you have that you don't wear now but that could be back to right there. We're all going back West well, some, Somebody
0: else will have to rock that for me you know in my in my <laughs> honor. Um, I'm, I'm gonna stick with my uh, well-trimmed uh, facial hair.
1: It looks good. It looks good without it but it's just so 80s we just kind of look at it and we go boy those were maybe those were better times I'm not really sure you know I think every decade has its own music. Its own form for its own generation, and it's just great that here you are years later, and people are still playing it and singing along.
0: You know, Steve, if someone would have told me back in the early '70s when Daryl and I started that here, that you know, just project. Hey, think about this, man. In 2020, you 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 know, you're going to be more popular than you know you've ever (sighs) been in your life. I would say. Come on, you've got to be kidding me. I would never in a million years have believed it. Uh, it's a blessing and, and something I'm very internally gratified. Uh, grat- you know, I'm, I'm, I have so much gratitude for the fact that our music has stood the test of time, mm-hmm. and I'm humbled by it, and, and really not, you know, I don't ever take it for granted. Sure. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's just an amazing thing.
1: So if we go back in time, if we go back uh, to, what was it, your first single, I... Uh, I Love You, I Need You, one of those, right?
0: Oh, I, I Need Your Love by the Masters back yeah. in 1967.
1: There you go. Now, what was the goal? Like, what was the big goal in, was it 66? The goal was to make,
0: Steve, the goal was to make a record. <laughs> but we pulled our money together from some gigs we did. Uh, I had, you know, it was my band, my local band in Pennsylvania, kids I grew up with. And we pulled our money together. We went down to Philadelphia. We uh, found a studio in the Yellow Pages. Uh, called the guy up, say, "Hey, can we make a record?" And the guy said, "Yeah, you got the money?" And we said, "I think so." And we went down and made a record. So, I mean, it was you know, it was childlike, uh simple as as simple it could be.
1: Then the master still exists somewhere.
0: Oh no! I mean, well, I've got a master of the master record, if mm-hmm. that's what you mean.
1: Yeah.
0: um I don't know where the guys are. You know, I have lost track of them over the years. Um, Every once in a while, there was a guy named Pat Collins who mm-hmm. played bass, and I actually co-wrote that song with him. Mm. He moved to Arizona. He showed up at a show a few years back. Uh, the rest of the guys I have like, actually lost track of.
1: That would have been wild. Maybe you need to, uh, with all this streaming going on, you just grab the axe and just start playing along. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, I, that's what I do every day, pick up the axe and start playing along.
1: What about you and Daryl? What was the goal then? So now you've got a song that was out, so now you and Daryl get together like what was the goal then if you're thinking it's what early 70s now
0: well we didn't you know daryl had a song out at the exact same time i had my first song out right. in 1967 right he had right. a group called the Temptones, and he had a vocal like an acapella group and um they, were, they sounded like the temptations well, and right. um I heard him on the radio, he heard me on the radio, awesome. and then we met. You know, the Philadelphia music scene was very small in those yep. days. And we met, but we didn't really work together. I joined his band. My band kind of broke up. Mm. Uh, I, I joined his group as a backup guitar player, and then that group subsequently broke up. And he and I just hung out. We we hung out. We, we shared apartments for a while. You know, we lived in the same neighborhoods in Philadelphia. Um, he was doing studio work and working with another group. I was playing in a blues band and doing folk music. Um, and then uh, in 1970, late 1970, we finally, I, I think both of us were just disillusioned with what we were doing sure. individually. And we, we got together, and we just started make, writing songs. And little by little, um, you know, eventually got a record contract, and, and you know, we just kind of kept, kept pl- plugging away.
1: I still remember the day my sister played Sarah Smile. So I was pretty young at the time, and she brought home that 45 and on one of those uh cabinet stereos I think yeah, yeah. Uh, my parents had and they dropped that I was like what is this and then of course uh the rest of your albums came out or at least she was buying all of them because she's what got 10 years on me and all but mm-hmm. she still sings along and she's like I hate you that you that you know John like <laughs> Sorry, I put, in, well, I put in thirty years for this. Uh,
0: so tell her I said hello. That makes you feel
1: any better? Oh, I will. I'm sure she's listening now, going, "Why can't you have them over?" That kind of stuff. So, well, <laughs> just, just what a career, and it's still going. And I'm just so proud that you know we still kind of hang out. So,
0: well, you've been a great supporter of me and yeah. my, my, especially my solo work over the years. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So what about with all this streaming? You're seeing a lot of bands uh, go up live on their Instagram or whatever. Any thoughts of doing that, or are you already doing but
0: that? I do. I do it all the time. Yeah. I have a very active Instagram yep. page. You can check it out. It's uh, John Oates official. I've got all kinds of stuff on there. Uh, you know, songs I'm doing. In fact, uh, you know, just right before this phone call, I was just uh, working on a song that uh, a guy named Jack Severetti sent mm. me from from London. That's uh, awesome. He has a, awesome. a song that he just wrote, and he asked me if I'd sing background and play guitar on it. And I was just actually working on that. Um, I'm also, I'm also put together a uh, fundraiser for a great organization called Feeding America. Mm. And it's going to come out this spring. It's going to be a streaming uh, songwriters festival. And I've invited all kinds of amazing people. Uh, I can't, unfortunately, I can't give away all the names yet, sure. but sure. really great uh, artists are jumping on board and all the proceeds will go to Feeding America and that will come out in the spring and I'm um, organizing that right now. And I mean, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm busier now than I was when I was on tour. <laughs> Uh, did, did four songs for a movie called Gringa, which is a great little movie that is also coming out this uh, this spring. It's about a young girl in Southern California who goes to Mexico to find her mm-hmm. estranged father. And uh, did a duet with um, a gal named Jimena Sariana from Mexico City, and we sang in Spanish. So, man, there's so much going on, I, I can't keep track of it.
1: Wow. I admit, uh, I'm not as active on IG as I should. People keep telling me that, but... You know, there's so many places to post, but yeah, you know. Well, there's
0: a, there's all kinds of stuff. If you want to go on my IG, uh, like I said, yeah. I've got a YouTube channel, I've got Facebook. Yep. yep. Um, yep. We just did three songs for uh, for the homeless shelter here in Nashville. Three songs live with a couple of my good friends here in Nashville in a in a beautiful old church downtown. So we did that recently. All that stuff's up online. Yeah. So if people really everybody's got to get out there.
1: You know, I love anything to feed out. people. That's what I do every year. Uh, My years in Los Angeles, I learned to go to the soup kitchens and everything else. And I have done that forever. Take my kids. The whole works year in and year out, either here or here in Chicago. So it's a good thing. I mean, you have to got to help people. Isn't that what we with if nothing else, if you've learned nothing else this year, where's the humanity to help someone next to you?
0: Absolutely. It's, right. it's so important. And uh, I think it's humbled everyone and hopefully people uh, people going forward, even, you know, even when we do come out of the pandemic, which, you know, I know we will eventually. Yep. Um, I hope some of the lessons that we've learned, uh, you know, during this period of time can uh, can stick with us all and we can be a little more compassionate yep. and, uh, you know, try to help every,
1: other people. Hey, I'm just glad that you stayed out of the politics. That's the one thing I, I am not big on is when celebrities jump into politics, and then people just go bananas left and right for whatever it is that you say. So I, I just kind of well, like the neutrality well, of it well, all.
0: I, I appreciate you saying that, but you know, I, you know what my politics are is think for yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself yep. on the issues. Learn make yourself knowledgeable and then make your own intelligent decisions sure. that's that's my ideal politics
1: right and let's let's remind everybody that your ballot is supposed to be secret you don't need to go on live to tell everybody who you're voting for cuz that's not relevant it's we're all it doesn't matter who's going to be president next right we still have to get through all this together
0: that's right it's all about st- you know keeping it together
1: so what are your big plans for 21 you got big things for
0: well you know I, i'm i'm still you know i'm still being very very safe, my wife and I are really really staying home. We're not traveling, um, you know. We're trying to do the right thing, not you know not only for ourselves but for the rest of you know, rest of uh, our fellow man, so to speak. And uh, you know we'll see what happens as the world opens up. You know if if the world allows us to, Daryl and I will be back on tour. We have a tour tentatively planned for August of of this coming summer. And um, hey, we're if, if people want to sit. In a venue next to each other and sure. hear us play we'll be out there doing it so it's a matter of uh, of the world uh, you know kind of uh turn on the green light
1: I agree with that now with your your son and your wonderful wife do either one of them play instruments
0: no uh, my wife has really become very active with my social media
1: oh, there and you
0: go. Uh, she's she's helping me co-produce the um this uh, Feeding America streaming uh, festival that we're going to do online, a virtual festival. So she's she's really become uh, really uh, savvy with all that kind of stuff, and uh, she's been a real real help for me uh, organizing a lot of this stuff because it it can be overwhelming with all the things that are going on out there. Yeah. Our son is a science science uh, scientist. You know, mm-hmm. He's a computer type guy, and uh, you know he's um, he's a, he's his own man. You know he's doing his own thing, and uh, you know he's got a full time job. And, there you go. Bought himself a new truck, so you know uh, things things are good in his world.
1: Yeah, my son's the same way. You know, he's a technologist and things like that. He's like, Dad, you know, there's so many things you could do so much better. I'm like, leave me alone. I I don't have time to understand what it is you're talking about. Hey,
0: listen, when I've got when I when I need some tech help, uh, I know who to call.
1: (laughs) A quick line to uh, tech support. My son does not give me as much support as I would like. So he's like, you know, Dad, I do charge a per hour rate. My own son. Right
0: yeah you know what you know what that you know what that charge should be? Dude, I brought you up from the time you were a baby. you owe me.
1: <laughs> isn't that the truth? isn't that the truth because my kids are are separated okay so one's on one coast, one is on the other so it'll be a virtual holiday and I'm okay but, with, with, same with, with that. that so. yeah. it is what it is and that's okay but if I could talk to people like you and get people a little bit happier for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, I am all for it.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we we we're doing the the socially distanced Christmas too, yep. you know, and we uh, you know, this is the first time we're not together as a family in what you know since our son's been born, sure. twenty-five years. So, and my father, I haven't seen him since February, and he's up in Pennsylvania and basically in quarantine, uh, you know, in an assisted living. And we haven't been able to see him. We see him on FaceTime, of course, but. Um, you know, a good friend of mine told me, he said, hey, you know, we were talking about, you know, what it's like, you know, what it's going to be like to miss Christmas as a family. And he said, look, man, he goes, if you, if you have to miss one Christmas, but that allows you to, to, to have Christmases, you know, going forward sure. in the future, he goes, it's worth it. And, you know what, I didn't, never thought about it that way, but uh, that's, you know, that's how we're thinking
1: about that's it. That's really true. I saw a picture of your father up on, on social media, so 97 Come on,
0: I mean, He's still rocking, man. He's he's still good, man. He's, you know, he he's he's bored. He's sitting in his chair watching TV, <laughs> reading his book. But, you know, he just he's just bored because he can't. You know, his unfortunately where he lives is kind of locked down.
1: Sure. Now, how was he, as you were uh as a youth? Was he one of those? uh Wasn't he in the military? Right. So he was one. Well, oh, of... he
0: was he, he was in the navy during World War II. And, okay. uh you know he was like like so many fathers in the 50s you know he he just worked all the time mm-hmm. you know it, when i was really young he held down two jobs you know and uh you know he'd work during the day and then do a night job you know part time yeah. during the week uh and you know my mom worked uh, you know we're a m- middle class family right, you know right. we never wanted for anything but we didn't have a lot either but it was okay you know uh they they did they did they were great they they supported me in mm-hmm. my musical career uh, every way and my sister and I were always, uh, you know, we were always comfortable. But, you know, like I said, uh, I learned a lot from them just in terms of being, uh, you know, being straightforward and, you know, being humble and trying to, you know,
1: trying to work do. ethic. That's what I learned from my father, his work ethic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He yeah. had
1: uh, two jobs as well. There were seven of us in nine years. My man, my old man just worked just whatever it took. <laughs> That's right. So And then he looked at his sons going, uh, I believe you've eaten all the food today. So. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah,
0: my wife comes from a family of seven as well. So uh,
1: see, yeah. so we get that. So she gets it. She would get where I came from, where uh, you had a portion, everything all out. So, who are you more like, your father or your mom or uh, your, your yeah, your mom or your father? Which one?
0: Well, you know, I, I think I have a lot of characteristics of my father, a sense of humor, kind mm. of. I have a you know, kind of a, a certain way of carrying myself. But I think in a lot of ways I'm like my mother. Mm. Um, she was very. Uh, she was She was really tough. My mom was hard, Was really tough, and she, she just, um, she kind of ran the house in a way. Uh, right. And uh, so, I, you know, I think I got a little bit of both of them.
1: And your son, who is he more like?
0: Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's. I he's his own man. You know who he's like? He's like my his grandfather on oh. my on my wife's side. My grandfather the, who lives at Kankakee, Illinois, uh, oh, nice. who's a farmer. Uh, hands-on can build anything with his hands Um, really I think he takes after my my wife's uh, father
1: well that's good before we hedge out get you on your way let's get back to the Christmas song okay because we're gonna play that after this Uh, great response people are digging it so where can they get that is is it's something that they can download
0: yeah, I like to joke it's available where records are not sold. Uh, <laughs> it's on the internet. Uh, you can go you can get it on Spotify, Pandora, okay. you know, iTunes, Amazon. Uh, yeah, just uh, it's out there. It's streaming. there's no physical copies. okay, but uh, it's streaming as you know, I'm trying to be a modern dude, and uh, like I said, you know, you can stream to your heart's content. Go on my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and you'll you'll find all kinds of links to it.
1: All right, John, always a pleasure. Next time we have you on, we're going to do a stream, video stream, all right, because I already what? got it up and working on uh, my website Yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: let's get modern. Let's yeah. do
1: it. Yeah, and you have to play. You have to play, other than, you know, seeing you making sourdough bread.
0: That too. I can I, do that
1: too. <laughs> I don't doubt that that's next. You're going to be some TV star because we're seeing everybody everywhere. So.
0: It's the way to reach the masses. Yeah.
1: Do you have any talent like that or none whatsoever?
0: You know, but I am going to host this live streaming uh, virtual songwriters festival, which will be streamed uh, on the Internet. Awesome. Um, It's going to be it's going to come out in the spring. um, Mm -hmm. And I'm getting so such great artists. I wish I could tell you all the amazing artists who are going to do a song. And it's all for the benefit of feeding America. So stay tuned for that. And uh, it should be a lot of fun.
1: Hey, And if anything that I could do to help on that, you just let me know. okay? behind the scenes, whatever comes. I will get uh, I am all over that. Okay, love it. John, always a pleasure to have you on. Have yourself a great New Year, and we will see you next time on The Blend. All right, Steve. All the best to you, man. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
0: you want to get mixed up in the family business.
1: Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.